0: And He's right. Um, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of your testimony. I was I was being reminded of that scripture and Paul in Acts when he when he became a prisoner, so to speak, in the very beginning, and he was he was taken. and And what's funny is when he said, "Can I speak to the crowd?" You know what he shared? He didn't preach. The great preacher, Paul, didn't preach. He shared his testimony of the night along the path when Jesus came to him. And he said, oh, who is that, Lord? Is that you? He shared his testimony. Overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And then, and then I, was, I was reminded tonight, something I, I shared a little bit ago, a couple days ago, of don't lose your confidence in him. Don't lose your confidence in him. And and Pastor Doug said the word confidence earlier. And it just was like, oh man, there's something on that. And that reminds me of, well, if you're not thankful and you're not reminding and you're not sharing your testimony, you kind of start realizing that like, I don't know what he's done for me. I don't know if there's power in the name of Jesus. No, we got to be reminded, be in remembrance, he said, of the things I've done for you. You want to know how fast it happens? Pastor Doug says, stay some scriptures over your life. Say the word of God. Yeah, well, what if you don't know any? Well, open up the Bible and say those or just completely go ghetto style like I do sometimes and just start saying, God, thank you for my salvation. God, thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my salvation. Thank you for my... And you keep doing that as you walk across the room or you're in here and worship and say, I thank you for my salvation. All of a sudden, thank you for my papa who prayed for me. And all of a sudden, the Holy Spirit will bring back remembrance of all the people that have prayed for you. And, and He'll start bringing back remembrances of your answered prayers. God, bring a revival in Uganda. Bring a revival in life, church. Change people's lives tonight. Be in remembrance of the things the Lord has done for you. Don't, don't forget about them because pretty soon you'll be walking in life and just being like, man, I'm getting whooped like you were talking about. Well, you forgot what he did for you there and there and there and there and there and there. Come on. Put yourself in remembrance. Come here, sweetie. You, come on. No, come on. There we go. Now I can really. Yes, please. Come here. Be ready in season, out of season. We teach in Life Bible College. Pastor Mark said, hey, all you students, be aware. Be aware. Come here. We'll help you up. Yeah, you have to go up. I want you to share your testimony. It's going to help people tonight. Amen.
1: finished first year Bible college and uh, in second
0: in second year we, we talk about where to hold the mic we, hold right
1: up. we do yeah, in, second, in second year yeah okay. so I'm ahead of the game now okay I, I know that lesson yes. all right so um, I had uh, a really bad year in 2021 I had a lot of losses um, I had a cancer diagnosis of an incurable blood cancer And I lost my husband, and I lost my mother-in-law, and I lost my dog. And I was very alone, circling the drain, very depressed. And uh, a friend came to me, a neighbor that I really had just met, and she asked me if I wanted to go to um, Christmas Eve service with her. And I was not saved. I didn't know anything I didn't know Jesus at all. I kind of knew that there was a God, but I didn't know Him. I didn't know that I was supposed to have a personal relationship with Him. So, I came. Here. She brought me here. And, yeah, amen. Uh, I heard things I'd never heard before. I heard that there is a life that I didn't know existed. And I knew I needed to learn more so um I heard at the altar call the altar call was he uh, Pastor Mark said something like have an experience with God and you will never be the same and I hung on to that because I thought that's what I need I had to get out of this pit that I was in so um I did not answer the answer call I had to go or the altar call I had to go home and and think about it for a while, but. Um, I came back, and the second service I was in, I was saved, and um, I, just, I just knew there was um, something here. I felt like I came home. So um, I was—I uh, had—I had a second cancer diagnosis as well. I was prayed over and I was, I called it healed and sealed right at the same night, right down here. And um, things started to change in my life. I didn't understand the power of the spoken word, but um, things started to change. So I uh, had another point, I was having these scans. I didn't have any treatment for this blood cancer. I just had scans as they monitored it over the past couple of years. And I had another routine scan, and I just knew that I, I was cancer-free. I just knew it in my soul. I knew it. I just knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And I sat in that room, in that little tiny room. And when the doctor came in, I knew I was healed, but I just had to see the look on his face when he figured out I was healed. <laughs> so it was amazing. It was so amazing. It was priceless. When he turned to me and he says, there's no sign of cancer in your test results. He so, was praise God, praise God. Oh, goodness. Oh my gosh. So I knew I had, to, I had to dig deeper. I needed to learn more. I didn't know. I felt like I'd been set free and I didn't know how I had escaped. So I needed to learn more and I decided I had heard um, LBC, Life Bible College, and I thought maybe that's a good place to go to learn more. So (laughs) I went uh, and signed up in August right before classes started. And I honestly, I didn't even own a Bible. Um, So I went and got one. I guess you have to have them to go to Bible (laughs) college. So um, (laughs) I went Oh my gosh. I um, just finished my first year and I am just totally blown away by what God has done in my life. I have joy and peace and love that I never knew even existed. It's pure. It's real. And I didn't know what I was missing because you don't know what you're missing when you've never had it before. So um, I'm a lifer. I'll say that, okay? Thank you.
2: Praise the Lord. Come on. Praise the Lord. You you know, what's, what's cool about testimonies is sometimes you hear what they experienced when they got victory. And that's something that you can say, I'm going to I know I got victory once I experienced this. You guys, you guys are welcome to sit down. You guys are welcome to sit down. Maybe it'd be good for some keys, but you guys are welcome to sit down. Pastor Bill, you guys stay up here, not you. <laughs> Let's try. We got more testimonies. Um, but this, the testimony of I knew in my soul I was healed. No physical evidence, no way of physically knowing. Inside, I know. I'm confident. I just know it's done and was. Sometimes you hear testimonies like that's what it looks like. That's what freedom looks like. That's what victory looks like. I need to get there. So part of the reason we share testimonies and overcome by the word of our testimony is because it reproduces victory. It reproduces new testimonies. Amen.
0: Amen. You know, as... as we do that as we share our testimonies, as we speak God's word, there is a very definite thing that we must do as believers. And and it's so interesting because faith is an action. Faith doesn't just sit. If it just sits, it would be dead. Because faith without works is dead. Faith must have an action. Just just the same thing as to turn lights on, you turn the switch on. So when when you're speaking his word, there must be, it must be accompanied with a action, with an action. I can't, I can't wait to see the the look on that doctor's face. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to actually go to the doctor's appointment, even though I know I'm healed, just to see the the look on that doctor's face. Amen. You know, um, the the other person that that came to me, I was talking with Pastor Doug on the side, um, Ilya, where are you at, buddy? Come here, come here, you good looking single man. Sorry, I'm a dad. I'm, I'm trying to, you know, he's single. Share a testimony of, of what God's done in your life, man. Just one?
3: <laughs> um, praise God. Man. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's always good to be here on uh, Wednesday nights. The first, uh, for those of you that don't know me, uh, my name is Ilya. The first Wednesday I uh, attended Life Church happened to be a healing meeting, and uh, and I had been pretty much deaf in my ears since I can as long as I can remember, and uh, you know God was like, hey, you should come on this time, and uh, and it was very much that same kind of connection point where it was, oh okay, I remember Pastor Mark's talking about you know, hey, if you're believing and God's working in your life, you know, just like a painter. He paints, and then it doesn't show up later. It shows up right then. I was like, oh, man. Well, then I'm going to have it show up. I'm going to go up. Hands are going to be laid on. I'll be healed. And, um, I mean, I was. (laughs) Went up. Hands are laid on. And my ear was opened up and healed. And basically from that point on, you know, you're like, oh, you know, I had grew up Christian. But sometimes you don't realize how much you're missing in the Christian walk. And I was like, well, there's something to uh, to this Christian walk. And, um. At that time, it wasn't uh, LBC; it was LCSM. But I was like, "Okay, I-, I need same exact heart of." Oh, I need to find out more. And uh, I went there for a year, and God led me uh, to Oklahoma for another Bible college there. And um, during that time, I uh, was sent on a mission inter- internship to uh, Lebanon. And uh, through some stuff, my own kind of fault, I ended up uh, breaking my uh, collarbone. And, you know, praise God, at that point, I had already been kind of, you know, under the word that we receive here. And I had already walked in this kind of healing power that's that's here, the healing anointing. And I kind of knew. And um, man, it's so good because one of the uh, as soon as it happened. Right. I was kind of like, oh, you know, there's not really a a heating, a healing line or anything I can get in. But I know the healer personally. I know what he's capable of. And it was basically, a, I fell off a bike. And as soon as I landed, I mean, I was like, I don't know if you've ever broken anything, but it feels profoundly wrong. And you get a lot of, you get a lot of sense of, oh man, this is, not, this is not correct. And I couldn't see it myself, but as soon as I stood up and some of the people with me, they looked, they're like, they gasped. And, uh, and they're like, oh my gosh, you probably need to go to a doctor. And it's probably good, I was there on, you know, as part of Bible college I was there on a mission trip so I was like no 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 I know this and immediately Holy Spirit just kind of quickened on the inside of if I can believe like this can be healed this is not a bigger deal than me having deafness and having no sense of hearing and that being open this is not a bigger deal at all and and so immediately I grabbed hold of that there was a word that Holy Spirit dropped in me and I was like okay I'm going to believe it and I don't know if you've ever stood in faith for anything, but sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's not so immediate. And uh, in this case, it was like, I'm believing. I'm going to get healed of this. And they were all like, man, we need to get you to a hospital. And I was like, no, I need to actually pray. And so I had to kind of, it was on the street in the middle of Beirut. And I had to just walk off to the sidewalk. And basically, I grabbed like a light post. And I was just moving as much as I could. And I was like, all right. Collarbone, I'm speaking to you. You're healed. Like, this is not a life-changing experience for me. I'm in another country. I don't have insurance here. I don't know what could happen. You know, all those thoughts, devil tries to plant to fear. And man, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what's going to go on in this. This could change your life. And I was like, no, this is actually going to be for God's glory. This is going to be a testimony. And so I started seeing it, right, speaking it out. And I was just declaring it over and, all right, praise God, it's healed. Didn't feel healed at all, right? But one of the things you learn is, hey, I'm not going by feeling. The word of God says it. I'm going to have confidence in that word. And so I started speaking it over and about like 30 minutes, the, some of the people that, because we were renting the bikes, we were in this, and they're like, hey, you know, can we have these back? And they're like, oh my gosh, wow, you broke your collarbone. You should go to a hospital. And, uh, and I was kind of one of the uh, people that was over me. They're like, hey, we need to get you to a doctor. And I was just being honorable. I'm like, no, I'm healed, but I can you know, I can go and get it checked out, whatever. And um, end up going there, still can't really move it, still declaring over it that I am healed. You know, not putting it, not I'm going to be, but like, no, it's healed. God's already done it. And uh, we go to the doctor. I still can't really move it, but he takes a scan and kind of very similar to the testimony uh, he kind of looks at me. He's like, huh, well, this says your your collarbone's not broken. And I was like, well, praise God. And uh, it's, so that was kind of, again, a good confirmation. And basically on the flight home and the next couple of days, my body was telling me one thing. It's like, man, this this is a lot of pain. This is, I don't know if you've ever, again, it, it still felt just as painful as a broken collarbone. But I was, I was going to work. I was like, people with healed collarbones and healed bodies go to work and, you know, it just believe in God. And I remember it was like the second day after I got back the whole time, I've just been speaking over it. Nope. I know this works. I know my God is a healer. And I think I, I sat down to, uh, at work at my desk and something just, I don't know, I felt like a finger just went in and shifted something. And it was again, healing just immediately like that. Cause I, again, I, had been living, not living, I don't want to say that, I had been rebuking the pain that was there, but it was still very present. Your body lets it know that it's, it has stuff going on. And just like that, God was like, whoop, and, uh, and there it was. And I kind of realized, you know, as you do with faith, you know, it was already there beforehand. It just took that long for me to get my heart in the right place and, and believe and stand on it. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's part of the that's part of the, the word. That's part of what the Bible allows us to take hold of. And so, I mean, I would, a lot of us know that here. For me, that's kind of been a tremendous thing is, man, I love showing up on Wednesdays because, you know, God's got more for us. God's got like amazing words. And so I don't know about you guys. I'll share one last thing is uh, uh, one of the another really great word that I got from here is uh, stand in faith when you come on Wednesdays because God can absolutely answer you. I really do feel like I'm probably much more favored than a lot of you because almost every Wednesday, I'm asking God, and he's answering me through, through our pastors. He's saying direct words to me. So, you know, I'm sorry if I'm always cutting line in front of you, but I just, uh, I believe God for that, and he answers me. Amen.
1: Praise God.
0: <laughs> Praise God.
2: <laughs> Is that... Is that pride? No, no. It's, Just <laughs> it's favoritism. It's favoritism.
0: That's a. Scripture. It was your head on Jesus's chest. <laughs> the
2: one whom Jesus loves. <laughs> Praise God. Um,
0: this this next one, I'm super excited. Um, I'm I'm really actually faith in action right now. Um, this next per, this next this next person that's going to share, and that's a faith statement. He's going to share. Um, I have been blessed. Uh, I've never shared this with him. I have been so blessed to be in this house and watch him grow and to watch what God has done in his life. And, um, and I've known him for, oh man, I've known him for a long time, actually, now that I think about it, since I think 2005. Um, I have worked with him, he was my boss. He was one of my, my favorite bosses. Um, even though he doesn't like Birkenstocks. I'll, I love him still. Um, he used to tease me because I would wear Birkenstocks to the police department to change into my uniform. He's like, what are you doing? You don't work in Portland. And, uh, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I've never called him by his first name. I've always, man, I don't, Captain, can you? Can you come up here? P.D. Birch, come on up here, buddy. Um, here, I'll help you too. <laughs> Why'd you squeeze my hand extra hard? <laughs> um, if you could share the testimony of just the relationship you've, you've gotten with God,
4: well, as I said, my name is Dave, Dave Birch. It's funny being up on the stage. Uh, I, we come in here, and I, we work here during the week. I, I'm with the facilities group, and I painted this trim like 15 times. I only, These guys don't understand. You can't stand on the trim too hard. It just chips all the paint off, but it's the whole thing. Um, it's funny because when uh, they were sharing, sharing testimonies, and I'm going to go a little bit different direction here than what I think Bill's probably thinking I was going to do, but... Um, because I was thinking, uh, my wife and I, we've been, we're parents. We have two kids. We have a daughter who's 20, and we've actually been in, and I'm sorry, not in second year in uh, LBC. Um, we have a daughter. We've been dealing with our daughter, dealing with issues with our daughter. Um, I'm going to try to hold my mud. Yeah, thanks. Um <clears throat> We have been trying to be faithful. We've been tr- praying and asking for um, our daughter to come closer to God, come closer to us. Uh, this world has a very strong pull on our young people, and uh, I think I'm gonna be okay. Let's take one just in case. Thank you, brother. <laughs> Appreciate it. We're similar. Yes. Yes. Um, so we've been we've been praying for it, and I will tell you, um, I have. God's asked, they say, ask God what you want, what you really want. And we have been asking for our daughter to come closer to God, closer to us. And the the world's been pulling her in another direction. And um, it's funny, Um, she came to us several weeks ago after somebody did a very nice thing for her and when she the lady actually did what she did for her she told her says i'm doing this for you know for god you know this is god's god is great god is wonderful and it must have touched her and it well i know it touched her uh because we've been telling her about that so she was raised in the church um but she came to us and she says, i want to go to church and um she she's came here before it's just been a while and uh, so we came she came two weeks ago and she sat next to us and she was fairly quiet and then the next week came and uh, my wife asked her she says "Well, oh, baby you're gonna you're gonna come to church with us again she goes yes I am so she came sitting about in the same place where we're sitting tonight and uh, through the whole service I could see something was happening so at the end when Pastor Mark did the altar call her hand popped up <laughs> yeah. blue Blew me away. Uh, wife and I didn't expect it. Um, we were shocked. I started crying immediately. Uh, try not to now. Uh, but talk about being in faith and being, you know, thinking about what you want and, and, and put saying it into this world. The wife has been harping on that for with me for me for a long time, and I have uh, been trying to work on that. And I'll tell you, it does work for what everybody was saying. You keep saying this world. So her hand came up. She came up, did her altar call. That night when we were there, she uh, told my wife. She goes, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to get baptized. And uh, I'll tell you, this world can be overcome. Uh, these forces that pull at your Children can be fought against. Don't give up. Don't, don't have that negative, uh, uh, you know, opinion or thoughts about what's going to happen with your child, don't give up on them. Just keep saying those words. It does work. And get them into the church. You know, do what you can. That's it.
2: Hallelujah. Those, the three that testified, I'm just going to ask a Yes or no question I guess. If you if if the answer is yes just shoot up your hand. In all three of your cases where you initially got victory was it was it at one point before that a there was a point where you were completely thinking this was a hopeless situation before well before your victory it was so just throw your hand up if that's a yes like meaning like at some point, I was like, man, this is too far gone. Something's, something's too far gone at some point. All right, two out of the three, I think, two out of the three. Here's what I want to encourage is it doesn't matter what you, where you have been as far as your beliefs so far. What matters is what do you believe now and what are you going to say now and as you take steps to... Put the word of God in your mouth and start declaring things. Uh, just know that it doesn't matter what it looks like from what it has looked like. It doesn't matter how hopeless it was. It, all that matters now is getting your focus on the right thing and focusing on I can overcome. And I know that the Lord's going to answer me. He's going to, he's going to cause me to overcome. And it really does help to go back to the victories that you've had rehearse them, think about them, dwell on them. A lot of people like to dwell on the negative things of what's happened. I know sometimes people, when they've experienced trauma or they experienced something that was like an offense, they got offended, they'll go back and they'll just sit there and replay it like a movie. It's like hit rewind, play, hit rewind, play if you will stop doing that and instead use those imaginations, instead of using them for vain things, but using them to rehearse the victories that God has already done in your life, it will produce new victory in your life. It puts you in a position where you say, he, is, he caused me to overcome, and he's the same God he was yesterday, and he's the same God who's gonna cause me to overcome today. You know, something interesting about this book the vast majority of this book is testimony, is written testimony. What's, what's mostly in these pages are stories of people overcoming because God came through for them. Do you think if that's the case, there is teaching, there's, there's words of specific encouragements and promises and all that, but the majority of what we have is testimony of God coming through, of God causing people to overcome. Do you think it's important then that we would also have the majority of our thought life and the majority of our uh, time together even, where we're thinking, man, what has the Lord done and what is he going to do? Because this is a setup, this is a setup for us when we run into that next thing because guess what's coming there's a next thing there is a next thing that's coming there's going to be another thing thrown your way you're going to we're promised that we're going to face various trials in this life it's just going to happen you're going to have trials your faith can't make trials go away that's not how faith works our faith causes us to overcome every trial. It doesn't cause us to just act like nothing's ever going to, nothing bad's ever going to happen again. Can I tell you the greatest stories and the greatest, and the reason that we have the hall of faith in Hebrews 11 is because they faced great trial. They faced great times of trouble and yet they overcame one thing that faith is like is, is somewhat like a muscle. And when you have received your word from God and received your, your promise and everything came out the way it was supposed to, it was like, you just, you just got a good workout in and that workout and meditating on that is you still flexing your muscles so that you're prepared for the next thing that's going to come. You know, it's, they say that, um, when you, when you go and you work out, it never gets easier, you just start adding more weight. That's the way it's supposed to work, right? It's never supposed to get easier, you're supposed to just keep adding weight and it's just always hard. <laughs> it's sort of like that a little bit, where the next, the next trial you face isn't just like, oh, this is an easy life. We're not really promised an easy life. Jesus said his yoke is easy, and his burden is light, but there's no promise that the trials you face are gonna be just easy. In fact, Jesus made statements, and like, he told, he told uh, Paul, he said, I'm gonna show you how much you must suffer for my namesake, which those sufferings were people coming against him and him facing these different trials that he was gonna face, with, which was opposition from the enemy to, to do the things that God had called him to do. And there's gonna be stuff, there's a real enemy out there who wants to come and destroy your life. And, and if you are a person who is, I'm gonna do the will of God, I'm gonna expand the kingdom. I'm gonna, I'm gonna see victory in my life and God's gonna bless me. You have a target on your chest now, from him. If you wanna, if you wanna just go do whatever the world does, you can go live under a curse and not experience all the, all the frontline attacks. But you know, really what happens when you start taking a stand for the word of God, the enemy comes to take the word. He's going to try to, he's going to come and try to take that. He's going to try to test you. Do you really believe that? Is that really true for you? Did God really say, this is what the enemy comes to do. That's how he, that's how he deceived the very first person. Did God really say, starts questioning the word of God, starts getting someone to try to question what God said, if it's true or not, start questioning God's motives, God's motives, God just wants to, he wants to make, make you just lower than him. He's trying to keep good things from you. Listen, there's a real enemy out there and he does want to prevent you from doing what you're called to do because what you're called to do is gonna have great impact for the kingdom of God. He knows that, so he's gonna throw stuff. He's got what's called fiery darts, but you have a shield of faith able to quench every fiery dart. That doesn't mean that it's just gonna be automatic, and it doesn't mean that it's just gonna get easier. It never gets easier. The darts just get bigger. But you still have the biggest God ever inside of you, and there's no limits to him, and so there's nothing that you face that you can't overcome. There's no trial, there's no obstacle. It's like, oh, I'm not ready for this, God. Listen, you're ready because the one who's inside of you has already overcome everything. There is nothing you're not ready for as a believer who knows who they are, who has the Lord living on the inside of them. Amen? Amen. Pastor, you got anything? Sure. (laughs) Are you done? I think so. Maybe. (laughs) For now. (laughs) He he uh. might... you want one
5: <laughs> Just, just in case. <laughs> um, I would add to that. That's a, that's a good word. That uh, one thing you have going for you as you add weight, or you know another opposition comes your way is you've been there before maybe not exactly but you've, you've dealt with opposition, trial and problems before and so that's the, the smart thing to do is to remember to learn, to grow and say this isn't the first time I've been hit, look at me, I'm still here I mean, I think that involves all of us I mean, we're still here does that make sense? So someone says, I don't think I've ever, ever overcome anything. Are you kidding? Unless you're like two days old, you have overcome some stuff in your life. You have a history of winning. There may have been some failures in there, but you've, you've won some battles, right? Amen. And we're all learning and growing in this more and more, how to live and walk by faith. Uh, I, I, let me just uh, throw in this, what, what seems like a, you know, a side journey for, from that theme, is being in the right place in your life, and that right place is the will of God, being in the will of God is a setup for victory. It increases my confidence when I know I'm not in rebellion to God, I'm not running from His will. But I'm, to the best of my knowledge or ability, doing what he wants me to do. I am in the place where he wants me to be. Does that make sense? Not saying I've always done it or I've always done it, but in in present tense, I'm not, you know, 100 miles away from where God really wants me. When I know I'm in that place, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the sayings, God's God's will, God's bill. Right? When you're in the right place, then you're in the grace of God. It's, it's a setup to succeed when you're doing the will of God, when, when you've heard from God at some point and you followed that. One of the things that we face and have to wrestle with in life these days has to do with the abundance of choices that we have in society, preferences. Um, I like this, I don't like this. And in a free society, mostly free, right? Uh, I mean, that's a good thing. I I mean, for me, I think it's nice. You walk down the cereal aisle at the grocery store. I mean, you you have some choices, (laughs) right? And if you're like me, I mean, not that I eat a lot of cereal, but if you're like me, if I'm going down the cereal aisle, I'm I'm not really praying. Amy says, choose life. (laughs) That's because uh, she knows my favorite cereal would be life cereal. (laughs) Hey, Mikey, he likes it. (laughs) He won't eat it. He hates everything. (laughs) All right, that's an old commercial for some of you. Some of you got me. You're with me. Come on. yeah. I'm not praying about that, because I, I, I think there are a lot of aspects of life, even in submission to God, that the choice is up to us. I don't, I don't believe that in all matter of preferences that there is a will of God and a, you know a demonic will or something like that that so many things are left up to us. What, what color shirt do you want to wear? Well, let me pray about that. Well, why don't you pick the one you like? You know, uh, uh, what kind of food do you like? Well, choose something that sounds good. You know, for the most part, there are a gazillion decisions we can make that are along those lines, and it is up to us. I think where we run into trouble with preferences is when it crosses the will of God. Okay? Uh, Again, you could take this further. Where do you want to live? In the city or in the country? Well, if, if you are a child of God, you have a relationship with God, you're seeking the Lord, you know, you have an active prayer life, and He hasn't told you, live in the country, live in the city, then why don't you choose wherever you want to live? Well, what if I want to live... You know, in, you know, close to the ocean. Or I wanna live close to the mountains. You know, then you're, and it's a little bit more gray. You're like, okay, well, wait a minute, is that the will of God or is that up to me? Well, it's your walk with God, it's your own life. You should, I mean, I would be praying about that for sure, especially with my calling. I would want direction. But some people, they make, it seems like God will bless them either place. It's like it's up to them. Now I'm not gonna say that for everybody because I don't know what what the Lord has dealt with you about. It's when it crosses the will of God. Uh, Sometimes you can see the will of God by, uh, I'm looking for our testifiers, testify. I'm looking for, uh, when, when God has moved in your life in a particular church, I would be very slow to depart very slow. i would be like, well, hold on now. You know, maybe that's up to me, but God has moved in my life. He's moved in my kids' lives. He's, I mean, we could be divorced or we could be this or the kids could be, or my, I could be dead or that kind of stuff. When, I could, when, I'm, see, when I'm seeing God in my life on that level, I'm, I'm very slow to say, well, I'd rather, and then just asserting my own will. Does that make sense? Okay, whenever I have a word from God or I know I'm supposed to be somewhere or do something, in that level of revelation, I don't want to assert my preference over it. I don't like this, I do like this. So, no, not when I know the will of God. Is everybody with me on this? Okay, now if I, again, there are situations where I don't think the Lord has he does leave some things up to us. He'll bless us either place. He'll bless us wherever we go, what we do. But when he does speak, then you don't lay that aside. You know, I, I, I well, remember Pastor Mickey and I having a conversation one time about, about some other, another, another situation, another, some other people. And at, at one point, the Lord s- said to them to do something. And then, a matter of a few months later the Lord led them to do something totally different that's that ended the first thing I say you know air quotes around the Lord led the Lord said I think no he didn't he led you here then you asserted your preference over here and you walked away from the will of God that's what I what do I want what I want to avoid doing all right so well, man I, we could probably think about this for a long time but when is something up to me, I do what I want. And when should I not assert my own preference or desire? Because I want to stay in the place where God speaks to me, where his spirit is flowing freely, where provision abounds, where I have a, a, you know, a life of expectation that I'm going to see God move again and again and again. I, I don't want to remove that. That is so precious and so valuable that nothing else can substitute for it, okay? Um, My prayers are answered. I'm seeing these things. God's using me. I'd never want to leave that. I never want to get away from that, okay? Um, Another area where, where I would not want to assert my own preference is when I start to do what's right. No, maybe not right, but Maybe what's desirable for me and I don't consider the, the desires and needs of other people. Okay? That would be called self-selfishness, self-centered. And the scriptures say much about that. You can read, you know, Philippians chapter two and, and some other places and, and and read about that. When I when I have authority, when I have the right to do certain things. That right is, should not be used solely for my benefit. It should be used to make right decisions with others in mind. All right? Uh, okay, so uh, I, I'm a husband, a father. I'm the boss of my home. What does that mean? That means you get whatever you want. That's not what I think. That means I have the authority and the responsibility to make wise, godly, selfless choices. And I'm not saying I'm perfect in that, but you know what I'm saying, theoretically. (laughs) I have the the responsibility to make choices for my family. That's what authority means. I, I, I am the, the pastor of this church. Does that mean I do whatever I want to do? I don't think I would be wise to do that. But I, would, I need to make and do make decisions that I believe are best for the church, not just what I want. Hallelujah. So again, there are preferences that must be tempered by um, the will of God when it's known, when I know the will of God, this is God for sure in my life. And then also when it comes to how my preferences might impact other people. And if, it'll, if, if what I desire most impacts others in a negative way, then maturity says, I'm not going to do what I want. I remember hearing uh, either from or about uh, Pastor Hagen uh, over there in, Oklahoma, uh, how years ago he would, he said something to the effect that in his church uh, he did not sing, he did not have the church sing the kind of music that he liked. Does that sound familiar to you? or to you, Pastor Mickey? Yeah, that that he didn't his own church, he's the boss of the church. He said, we don't do the kind of music I like. Because he knew the kind of music he liked wasn't going to be the best style and type of music to reach people and to and to be in the church so he used his authority used his position used his right to make a choice to make a to to make a decision that would benefit other people amen so i think there's something about that that we we should think about we should consider and uh, you know does this tie into overcoming in life I really think these things do. Because when we start making choices that bring us out of the will of God or making choices that make life all about our personal preferences, again, taking it too far, that's where we make it difficult to overcome, to succeed, to walk in victory in other areas. Amen? Amen. Pastor Doug, back to you.
2: important update yeah that's good I was I was thinking there while you were ministering how many times I've gotten a direction from the Lord and that is something that I've had to hold on to to overcome in certain areas you know I, I remember when I first came on the staff here at the church and it was a it was evident to me it was a hundred percent I knew it in my heart God had spoken to me that I was supposed to do this. And then there were times where it was getting tough and I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. I do want to go do this instead. I want to go do, look, look at all these different things I could go do. But it was the Lord and his word and his leading and him giving me specific direction that said, you know what? If the Lord led me here, I'm going to succeed here. I'm going to have what I need at the leading of the Lord. It's not going to be, my provision is not going to be apart from his vision. It's going to be in line with exactly what he has for my life. And, And so many times I think people, they get something and they get a leading from the Lord and they don't know how to stand on that to say, Lord, since you led me here, you're gonna provide for me here. Since you led me here, this obstacle that I'm facing, I'm gonna have to overcome it because you're the one who's, who threw me down this path. That means that I'm gonna overcome this. You knew this was on this path. You directed me here. So since this is where I'm going and this is where you told me to go, this is already a done deal. You can't have that confidence when you're outside of the will of God. When it's just, I'm just doing what I wanna do. Here comes an obstacle. Here comes resistance. Is that resistance there because you're outside the will of God? Possibly. Do you have any promises that you're gonna overcome different obstacles in doing what you want to do? No. (laughs) You have the provision of God in line with his will, in line with what his word has specifically told you to do. And in that place, you can have confidence when you face stuff. And so if he's led you to a job, guess what? You're going to be successful at that job. You at least have the ability to say, because God put me here, he's going to lead me to success. He always leads me in triumph. He always leads me in triumph. So if I'm walking according to the leading of God, I'm going to be triumphant. If God's leading me here and I'm going this way, I got triumph going for me this direction, but I don't have any guarantee of overcoming in this direction. And that's just the way that the Lord has put these things in front of us. He has directions. He has plans for you. He's got got good things in store for us. And, we'll, and we just need to put, be in a position where we're trusting him. Where, where you lead me, Lord, wherever that is, maybe it looks like it's a worse place than what I want. Maybe I think I'm gonna not like it very much when doing what you want. I think I'm gonna be way more happy doing what I want. Can I tell you, the grass is not greener down the road that you wanna go down. The grass is always greener down the path of his will for your life that's where it gets good that's where you find satisfaction that's where you can have confidence to overcome anything that comes against you and it's been said and you can you can look throughout history of even men of God who have who've strayed from the will of God and their life gets cut short early and it shouldn't have been but they're down the wrong path they're going down a place they shouldn't go And the reality is, if you're doing what the Lord's called you to do, then you can have confidence that you're going to have the ability to overcome any obstacle he's going to provide for you. You're going to have protection there. Come on, in the will of God. That's where we want to stay. We want to stay exactly where he's designed us to be. And it's wisdom, and it's not just wisdom, but it's also by the renewing of your mind. You remember Romans 12? And by the renewing of your mind, you're able to prove What is the good and acceptable, perfect will of God? And so knowing kind of how to discern what's my preference and do I have the ability to make this decision based on my preference or do I need to have the Lord direct me specifically on this this choice? The way you know that and the way you can discern that is because you have a mind renewed to the things of God. You have a mind renewed to to His Word all comes back to his word, it all comes back to this, that when my mind knows exactly how he thinks and I, and I get his, his vision, I get the way he is, when I understand the way he thinks, which by the way, isn't just some mystery. It's not just, oh, you never know how the Lord's thinking. No, that's why we have his word, so that we can understand how he thinks. And when my mind starts being renewed and I start having and operating in the mind of Christ, then guess what? The will of God, that becomes easy to discern. I know if I'm off the path I'm on, and I'm, when I'm on the path, I can tell I have the ability to discern it because my mind thinks like His. And that's one of the reasons why it's so important to just feed on your word. Feed on that day in and day out. Why? Because it helps you understand how God thinks so that you can think like Him. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord.